Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. We've got Clint Gutherson, the Eels co-captain, coming up shortly. Quite a few texts here asking uh, about Loz's horse tomorrow. If you're just tuning in, Loz has let the cat out of the bag 24 hours before it makes his debut on the track. He's in a horse. It's called Foxy Cleopatra. It is race two, number five at Sandown tomorrow, and it's been backed already. It's got to win a big race winner. Into $3.70. Group one potential. And uh, if you missed it earlier, Loz has uh, declared it to win the Oaks. Mm. Uh, he's declared it a champion as of in 12 months' time. Yep. And it's the next coming of Winks, basically. So uh, that's if you're you heard just it here tuning first. in now. You heard it here first. That is... Uh, Loz, who got extremely envious about Pup's success with Pretty Wild, he just went, stuff this, I'm in, and uh, I'm going all the way. So, there you go. And you know what, fellas? Mm-hmm. What? When I win, I'll share in my glory. Oh. I'll invite you to places that you've never been to before. <laughs> Promise? <laughs> <laughs> Probably nowhere you've never been. <laughs> I hope your horse does extremely well, Loza. Thank you. I'll be cheering Pops her on. Oh. Go, girl. Tomorrow, one thirty. One thirty, we're on, boys. The I'll big, be big jumping day. Jumping off the couch if she's. The big day. We're ready. Coming home strong. We've prepped well for it. What's the distance she's racing tomorrow? Ooh, a bit short for a fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. Mm. Three-year-old fillies, maiden. Mm. Right yeah. Go, girl. Um, Go, Foxy. But yeah. she will be a punter's friend. I can tell you. Okay. People will support the um, Fox. What was that photo you just showed me of Tom oh, Brady? Yeah, you know when I saw Tom Brady on like the NFL channel? 20 kilos. Mate, he looks, I'm not going to say sick. He looked very, very Wathered gaunt. Yeah. Very what a, slim. What about his comments as well? He said, I'm 45. He's 45. I'm, I'm 45, 45 and got a lot of itch. He says he's got a got lot, lot going, going on. Because yeah. he, he missed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers training camp for 11 days. Just went. Mysteriously, just left. Well, I hope he's okay. I hope he's all right. Yeah, yeah. I hope he's not sick or yeah, been a wager to personal matters, uh, which you know, obviously, you can imagine the speculation over in the states yeah. of what's going what on. Do you make of the well, he, looked, he looked thinner than he usually. Like he always looks. I know. Uh, yeah, I know. He looks after himself. <laughs> Isn't it fun? I would Is love it? to look like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but he, he just looked like he's lost another five, six. Yeah, kilo. He, he definitely looked gaunt. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully he's all right. Plastic fain about it tomorrow. Yeah, see if he's call. got any uh, update on what's going on with Tom Brady over there in the States. But uh, not, not much going on with Clint Gutherson other than raging success. He was arguably best on ground, wasn't he? I think we'd all love to be mentioned in the same sentence as Tom Brady. <laughs> Wouldn't we, Gutho? Morning to you, mate. I wouldn't mind having his paycheck. But, um, or his wife. <laughs> did you just say that out loud? I did just say that out loud. Comment <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Let that one go to the keeper, buddy. Uh, outstanding performance, Gutho. Well done last Thursday night, uh, I guess, on a team and personal front. That must have been one of the most satisfying performances this year. Yeah, it was good. Um, obviously, there's a lot of um, sort of a lot riding on the game and we needed to back up a good performance against the Bulldogs and I thought we went up there, started well, went after the game and um, look, I thought as a team we probably played, uh, we probably we probably come, because we played so well, it was coming a little bit too easy, we're trying to offload a little bit too much and um, but, but look, it was a great performance and we went up there, got the job done and uh, focused on Thursday now which is going to be exciting. Yeah, how important is this game Thursday, mate, to get yourself into that top four? Yes, massive. Um, obviously, we're hoping the Roosters could 
could help us out a bit yeah. after uh, we had won. And uh, look, they're obviously going to come fired up as well. We went down there and, and got the win on them earlier in the year. And uh, they're going to try and do the same to us. But look, we're looking forward to it. We've got our last day of prep today and uh, really get into it. And, and hopefully it's a sellout and the crowd can really get behind us. I like the way you play your football, Gutho, in particular last weekend. And I know you've, you know, you've, you've got to rein it in at times and you can't afford to make back-to-back errors. But I, I reckon as a group, you've just got to back yourself. And I think when you're doing that, you might make an error or two. But if you can defend that error, I think that style of footy for Parramatta suits you guys. And it'll trouble the best defensive teams in the comp. Yeah, it definitely is the footy we want to play. It's about it's just about nailing it. Um, and I think on the weekend we we nailed more than we got wrong. And um, it, it does trouble teams. We know that, and uh, we, we need to back ourselves. And we have the last couple of weeks. We spoke after the South game, and and Brad really challenged us after the South game to to get back to being us and and wanting to be us every week and and going out and enjoying it. And um, look, that's what we needed to go do it again on mm. on Thursday. And, uh, we're really looking forward to the challenge, and obviously it's a big stakes game. And um, we, we, as I said, we're really looking forward to it, and um, we'll really go after the game. Yeah, because I, when I watch Para this year, sometimes not that you go into your shell, but you you go out there with the wanting to you know offload the ball, and then if it doesn't happen for you, you tend to sort of pull back a little bit, and then you go one out. And for me. I just think you just got to keep trusting your ability to do it, and and knowing that you, you know, when, when it comes off, and even if you complete it around seventy eight percent, that style of footy is better than an eighty five percent completion. Is it hard against to play like that though, Laws? Like when you're uh, under pressure, like th- th- that's what I can't wait for this game. As long as you don't go back to back with errors. So yeah, if you get an error, exactly. but you, what about the credit? Like the risk. Oh. It's, I see it as like, as a batsman, you walk out there and say, rightio, I'm going to back myself. If that first ball's there to drive, I'm going to take it on, mm. which is fine if it comes off. But if you nick it, you walk off I, yeah. the field, you know you're going to get flogged for it. How do you do that as a team? You've just got to have courage. Well, I, Yeah, you've got to have courage. And you've got to believe. Yeah. And I, I, me personally, I just think against the better sides. That's how Paris got to play. That's you, how Paris have, have to win. They, they're gonna, they, if they're going to win the comp, they're going to have to play like that. So they're going to have to back themselves to do that. Because I don't think if you want to go completion, completion, yeah, yeah, that yeah, suits exactly. para. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, all. That, that, and that's what we, we need our players. We need Laney. We need Junior. Because uh, we, we, we've told them we, we, we will back them. We need them to play their footy that they want to play. Awesome. And um, we saw what Junior can do with the ball and, on the weekend. And Laney, Laney's been setting up those ones for me all year. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's something we build our game on. And as you said, we um, that that is our game. But we can back ourselves when our forwards are running hard. They're chasing the collision and mm-hmm. um, they're leaving people on the ground and, and we're getting one mark. And that's, that's when it's not risky and we can play that. So... Uh, when we're running hard and going after the game, that, that's when the, the offloads don't become risky and we, and we might get a couple wrong, but we still have got that belief to do it. Gutho, does, does this game give, I guess, your fans a really good look at where your team is now versus 12 months ago or two years ago? Because I think Parra this year particularly, there's been, from you know from the start of the season, There's the, the whole talk has been about how they're going to handle the finals because the expectation that you boys are, have got a good enough team, you're going to make the finals. Is, is this game very defining in and around your fans really getting behind you if you can win? Yes, yeah, massive. Uh, obviously, this is where you want to be playing footy and uh, at the back end of the year and, and enjoying it. And 
Um, the finals has come a week earlier for, for both of this, these two teams. And, yeah. um, obviously, you want to be in that top four. And um, if you do lose, you get a second chance. But um, look, we have to go out there and, and, and really go after this. It's, it's, it's at home. Um, it's going to be close to 30,000, 35,000. So uh, we're really looking forward to the challenge. And um, if we can win, and, and if we do, the fans are really going to get behind us and um, really support us. And, and that's what we need. We're in a much better spot than we were last year. We're coming off the back of five, six losses by 40 or 50 points last year and, and, and scraped into the finals and, and still did well. But um, if we can uh, put in a good performance this week and, and be there in the 80th minute on Thursday and, and be in the chance to win it, it's going to really give our fans a lot of, a lot of hope and uh, they'll really buy into what we're doing. Tell us what it was like. You mentioned it a bit before, you, you know, cheering for the Roosters there to open up this opportunity on Thursday night, but uh, it was a brutal game. And uh, were you surprised there probably weren't more suspensions out of it? There's been so much talk since the contest on Friday night. Yeah, I thought it was a great game, actually. That, that, they're the games that you like watching and, and like being a part of. There was, um, I think it was Nelson and Jared going at each other for about five back-to-back tackles and uh, probably went a little bit too far. But, look, that's what you want your forwards doing. You want them setting the tone and, and going after the game. And I think they both did that. Uh, really well for their teams and uh, that's what we need our forwards to do but you just got to be able to do it within the rules and uh, not run the risk of missing any games and unfortunately for a couple of players they've lost a bit of money and and, um, um, we're going to miss a few weeks. You mentioned Sean Lane earlier, Gutho. Jeez, he's been impressive this season, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been outstanding. I think uh, he's been one of our best, if not the best, every single week, probably for the last 15, 16 rounds and uh, I think it's just his mindset. I think he said it on the news the other day. He, uh, he actually lives over here on the beaches at the moment. He just said he's just happy off the field and um, just enjoying life. And I think it's shown in his game. And uh, what he's doing for Dylan and that left edge is uh, it's just giving Dylan a lot of freedom and uh, not putting too much pressure on him to create stuff. He can just give the board Laney and he can help out and um, take those tough carries as well. Cameron Munster at fullback. Uh, well, you know, he sort of, alternates there with Nick Meaney there at the Storm, Gutho. How's he a different threat when he goes back there as opposed to him when he's at 5'8"? Yeah, he's um, obviously one of the best in the world and he's been playing outstanding this year. And um, Just at the back, he probably just gets a few more touches. He can he When he's in that six jersey, seven jersey, he, can, he roams around anyway. So it's not like he's, um, he's always in the same spot. He's, but it probably just gives him that freedom... Um, at the back on kick returns and, and it just gets him an early touch on the ball, not as much defence, so he's a little bit fresher in attack, but uh, look, we have to be able to do a job on him this week. It's, it's, it's so many good fullbacks at the moment and um, it's like you're talking about them every single week as a fullback. You've got to try and uh, nullify their threat, but uh, just another one up and uh, we just need to worry about us and, and go after him. Yeah, the other one is Harry Grant. I thought the Roosters yeah. did a decent job on him last weekend, but you just know if you're tired or lazy or your markers aren't set, then he's someone that you just really got to sweat on on Thursday. Yeah, the, yeah, he went, and then Brandon Smith on the back of that and then Munster on the back of that. So they've got a great team and uh, they're, they're firing at the right time, coming off a, uh, a brutal clash against the Roosters. And uh, as I said, it's, it's a massive game for both clubs and, uh, that obviously both want to finish in the top four. So uh, we're really looking forward to the challenge. And, of course, Pup, uh, Father's Day, you and Gutho, got to get your me- your messages out for everyone. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Get on Swish. Do yourself a yeah. favour. 
Yeah, Anna. help each other out. Get us awesome. Mate, young boys and girls out there, get mm. your mum and dad, or get your dad particularly, get him a message. <laughs> and your mum, why not? Look after <laughs> mum as well. Super Give mum a little treat. Why not? Get them both. Yeah. Imagine Gutho leaving a happy Father's Day message for you. Yeah. It, Mate, it, it's the best present ever. Best by, way to start the morning. Exactly. By the way, on Father's Day, Gutho, do you expect your missus to, you know, give you presents on Father's Day? Because Loz expects that. That's that's an expectation for him. So, how do you feel about um, that? I wouldn't say a present. I, I don't know. I've never. This is my first one coming up, so I've, I've sort of mm. opened the at the moment. So oh, I'll see what gonna, oh, the wife sets the tone. Well, if this is the well, first, well, but Gutho, you're a young kid, very yeah. different to you, Lodge. You got. I, I know, but Gutho, I'll, I'll ask you this. Kids are old. On Mother's Day, obviously you look after your mum, but do you buy a present for your wife and make her breakfast in bed or do something special for her? Um, I would, yeah. So yeah. I, I would expect it. That, that's what I mean. She's going to have to set the tone. But hang on. Uh, yeah. this is Gutho, how old are your children or child? It's just uh, at his first. nine months. Okay, so mm. obviously mm. Gutho's kid can't go and make breakfast in bed for, for a mum. Can she? Yeah, but... But it's going to be a yeah. set the tone this year. So yeah. 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 Whatever this year holds, I'll be holding that. Forever. And, That's exactly and then, right. And maybe a little bit more each year as kids get older. Because, Gutho, I... Start it too low, otherwise I'm going to be disappointed the whole day. So. Yeah, That's okay. exactly right. Because okay. my wife, when I say to her, where's my present, you know, and she'll go, well, you're not my father. <laughs> That's the comeback. So yeah, I, yeah. it's, it's nothing special from her that day. I'm with your wife yeah. on this one. But, but I look after her. What a gentleman. I, what I, a gentleman I, you are. You're a good man. Yeah, but it should go both ways. Yeah, I agree with that too. It's got to go both ways. I've got a funny feeling your wife probably looks after you just as much as you look after her. Uh, no. She's uh, not listening? Nah. Didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't be listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've just been alerted on the text line, the horse King Gutho, which is trained by Joey Cleary. Joey Cleary. Trial with Shelby 66 last week. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Ran second to her. So, Gutho, I'm sure that you know a lot of people keep you up to date with that horse. Yeah, I get a lot of messages um, when that's racing. It's actually, it's actually, actually been going all right. One a used to be a, mm. Yeah, there used to be a dog called King Gutho too, which um, I haven't seen right. I don't know what's happened to it, but uh, <laughs> it's probably running around in a paddock somewhere at the moment. Someone's backyard, <laughs> sleeping in the kennel as we speak. That, 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 that won a big odds for me a few times. So that, that was pretty good. Okay, yeah, one, two starts to go at the Sapphire Coast on April Fool's Day. It was a dollar sixty. Mm. Yeah, so I was it's expecting been a favourite a few times. Yeah, there's a champion running around in race what number tomorrow? Race two. Race two tomorrow, uh, Gutho Sandown. down there at Sandown. Mm-hmm. Horse called Fox. Cleopatra. Keep an eye out for Save it. your money, Gutho. Save your cash. Loz has got an interest in it. Just in I'll case. let the boys know today, Trainer. Oh, they will all load up. Really bring a dodge in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't spoil it for me. Yeah. Huge game Thursday, Gutho. Looking forward to it, mate. Good luck. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Can't wait. Have a good week. Now, the Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final Lunch. It's on again. Join the entire Big Sports Breakfast team, Grand Pavilion. Rose Hill Racecourse, Wednesday, September 28, with the midweek Rose Hill Race Meet in full swing. The team's going to take you through an afternoon of big laughs, good food, good company as you mingle with NRL and racing royalty. Sky Racing's analysts will guide you through the Rose Hill card as well as preview Saturday's Tab Epsom and do their best to send you home a winner. Tickets are available now at australianturfclub.com.au. Alex Demonor's just won over there.
at Flushing Meadows, his opening round match against his Serbian opponent. So the Aussie 18th seed through in straight set. Seven five six two six three two hours exactly on court. Give us a call, 13 53 53. And on the text line here, uh, 04197672. Cleary is talking King Gutho up as a chance for the Kosciuszko, says Mitch from Robertson. There you go. So King Gutho. Uh, tried with Shelby 66 the other day. Um, now, also, Josh Reynolds, fellas, who will be on the show, of course, Thursday morning. In fact, I think you're going to be seeing him later this week, Loss. I think I'm spending a bit of time with Josh, yeah. And he said last week on the show that uh, you know he might have some news for us when he comes on this week. Well, last night on 100% footy on nine, uh, Phil Gould said that he's spoken with Reynolds and there could be something there commercially or around the junior league uh, situation there at the club. And as for playing, it'll essentially be up to the coach, the new coach, Cameron Serraldo. So it sounds like he'll be getting a train and trial deal there to see basically how he handles training. Well, I think that's fair enough to see how he trains and see what his body uh, is like and whether he can handle the rigours of NRL again. I think when they see Josh train and the enthusiasm that he brings – uh, what a great sort of club man he is, how he brings people together. I think they'll be very impressed. Not not that he you know, needs to prove himself to, to anyone, um, but if he's still got the, the desire and knowing that he's only going to play that sort of 14-type role within a footy club, I think he'd be he'd be good value. You're picking up for, you know, reasonable dollars. You're not paying way over the top. To me, he'd love to finish his career at the Bulldogs. I don't think he enjoyed the fact that he had to leave and go to the West Tigers. That didn't work out and then move over to England to play in the English Super League. I think he'd love to come back and finish his career at the Dogs and that's where he feels most comfortable and that's where he played his best football. Everyone's favourite, Tyler, Chicken Chow. Good morning to you, mate. G'day, Mido. Clarky, Oz. Chicken, what's doing? Oh, mate, no, I was just up here at uh, Kirkland. I was, I was had to go to the public toilet to an Edgar Brett and uh, then I overheard you... Um, Talking about me putting up some art. Yes. Clark, he's bought some art from well, the Louvre. We know Chicken Chow's very arty, don't we? <laughs> I am arty. He mate. loves his galleries. Yeah, I don't mind them, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Verve. Yeah, <laughs> your favourite. Yeah, I got a little piece you might like. Yeah, I chopped off an ear once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I ringing up about? Oh, uh, Josh Reynolds, I reckon he might get a start for the Cullen Park side, actually. He's pretty elderly. Anyway, um... What else? Damien Flower. Uh, What's doing, Mido? Uh, what have the ATC decided to do? They give him 17 years out of horse racing. Hang on. He's in Long Bay. <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do? Breed horses out of Long Bay? There he goes. They've given him a sentence on top of his 28. He'll get out in 2053. They're mad. Any other topics you'd like to talk about, Chicken? Come on, Mido. Get off the fence, mate. What, what fence? What do you want me to say? Race in New South Wales has given him a sanction. 17 years, mate. He's in the big house for 28. Yes, but uh, <laughs> the, the racing governing body is different to the law courts, so they have to give their own sanction as well. Well, mate, fancy doing all that devil's danger for 28 years. Fair income. Unbelievable. Uh, boys, hey, boys, I've got another one for you. 
Um, actually, no, I've got nothing. I was just working with him. English spoke at the moment, and I put him on the radio upstairs. He's got no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if you got someone from overseas working for you, they'd be going, what's he talking about? <laughs> Are all Australians like this? <laughs> Chicken chow, boys. There, they would, wouldn't they? Oh, just, oh, coming from overseas and you're looking for a job, and he's he, the first he put you, you on. <laughs> Chicken chow picks you up in the Uber from the airport. Welcome to Australia. You'll Welcome be working Sydney. for me for six yeah. months. Yeah. Oh, good luck. The life lessons that you'd learn. Oh man, the rhyming. I haven't slam. seen the chicken for a while, actually. He's working his way down the coast. He yeah, was. He well, must be busy. Palm Beach. He's now at Kirkwood. He must be busy. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast, Alex Demonor through to the second round at Flushing Meadows after a straight set victory over his Serbian opponent in the opening round. Still no, not on court yet. Uh, the two Aussies, Nick Kyrgios, Tanasi Kokonakis, the doubles partners who'll be up against each other. This morning, and uh, Kyrgios with Tab $1.20, Kokonakis $4.60. Uh, the Boomers last night in Bendigo beat Iran 98-68 in a World Cup qualifier. They're now 8-0 in their campaign for that World Cup to ensure they're in that tournament next year. Uh, the Women's World Cup in Sydney starts uh, next month, just uh, coming up within yeah about a month's time. So looking forward to that with Lauren Jackson, of course, back in the team at age 41. But give us a call, 13.53.53. Now, we spoke to Adam Pengilly uh, just before 7 o'clock. He's written a column in the Sydney Morning Herald today suggesting that perhaps in the final round of the NRL season, you could kick off all games at the same time, as we see happen in the final uh, day of the English Premier League season, to add to the intrigue, etc. And uh, just on the text line here, love that idea from Adam about the English Premier League-style final round. Raiders get a massive advantage, says Robbo, which they do on Sunday afternoon, rating to see what happens, of course, with the Broncos-Dragons game 24 hours earlier. Um, And Rodit Nara says if the Cowboys lose, the Sharks will rest a heap as well. Um, More hish, yep. A great suggestion by Adam. Many football leagues in Europe won, run their final round at the same time. Play it Saturday night as a super round. Gives a fair lead up to the finals. Says it's all BS. So uh, the other aspect coming into play here is everyone getting equal amount of recovery before finals. The well, they won't get an equal amount of recovery. No, they won't because there'll be games on games different on nights. Different yeah. nights. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I like the way you were thinking. But... Um, the other issue for it is, as we spoke, is the broadcasters. I mean, over in the UK, you're just dealing with huge, huge scale. numbers, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, huge scale, huge numbers. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it will happen here, but it could. You never know. You know like five years theory, ago, though. you wouldn't have thought that the NRL would be looking to take a grand final away Super Bowl style and open it up to the highest bidder. So anything's possible, but the broadcasters would have to agree. To do it, hmm. and I don't think they they would because it wouldn't suit them because they want content over those four days. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, morning, boys. What's going on at the Dragons? Apparently, a lot of players unhappy. Any insight into the problems there? Is it just the coach winning games and playing finals would help? Obviously, says Buck in Darwin, and uh, the big. Uh, issue in the short term for the Dragons is ensuring that Ben Hunt remains at their club uh, beyond next year, the final year of his contract. But uh, 
I mean, you go back to the start of the season. We've said this with the Dragons a few times, Loz. Where did we really expect them to finish? Yeah, I didn't have them in my eight. I think there was a bit of hope, a bit of expectation that they'd improve and their young guys would come on a lot quicker than what they have. I think that's what everyone was hoping. And the only one that sort of has kicked a little bit is been Amon. You know, Sullivan's still finding his way. Tyrell Sloan is still finding his way. Um, but when you lose games of football, you're always under pressure as a coach. There's there's no denying that. Um, you know, to me, at times they've just looked a little bit slow through the middle. Um, you know, they've, they've got to sort out the Ben Hunt situation. You can't afford to be losing him. He's been their best player for a number of years now. So hard to get quality number sevens and very good number elite number sevens, and he's one of those players. He possibly could be the Dally M player of the year this year. Um, so he's the yeah you know, the number one priority at this stage to is to get him re-signed, and hopefully you'll be able to attract a few more players to the club. And you know the twelve months development that these young boys have had. Hopefully, with another off season behind them, they can kick next mm. year. Crossy, good morning. Morning, lads. How are you going? No, pretty good, thanks, mate. What have you got for uh, us? No, just the bringing back Warwick Farm. I think it's a it's a no brainer. You've got Riverside Stables, which is state of the art, right next door. Um, unfortunately, they're going to have to pump a little bit of uh, money probably into the grandstands. But yep. give them back Chippy Norton Stakes Day. That's that's their day in the autumn. Mm. And then I was originally going to say the Warwick Stakes, which is now the Wink Stakes in the spring, but I suppose you have to have that in front of the wink stand. Now it's the wink stakes. Give him George Main. Give him the two 1,600-metre races or whatever. But, and just give him one day in the autumn, one day in the spring, and, and let them have their carnival. Can you refresh my memory? Why were those races taken from there? Uh, I think it was infrastructure, mate, right. to be honest. Yep. Um, uh, the, uh, the stand is old, uh, and it has to be redone, but... The surface there is great. The facility is great. Like, I'm even a fan of, um, I think it should become our quarantine place for Sydney. I know they've talked about Canterbury, mm. but if you're going to have your night racing at Canterbury, I guess that can stay. But I, I just, yeah, it, I, I think it's a no-brainer for the southwest Sydney, that corridor that is expanding. Why why wouldn't you have at least the Chippy Norton Stakes? Like, what what... What water body is right next to Warwick Farm? Chippy Norton Lake. Yeah, like, no, uh, yeah. yeah. I, you're not the first person to record texting about, particularly in regards to the Chipping Norton. Uh, some people certainly not happy that it was moved from Warwick Farm. I've to never Ramwick. been to Warwick Farm. I, I, I've been to the the. the um, well, we've been English, English, English been to English, but I've never yeah. actually been to the track, hmm. so I, I, I don't know what the facilities are, are like. The there. stand so, is old, no yeah. doubt, uh, and I guess the theory is you've spent X amount. On upgrading Ramwick, which is well, obviously is very good, a world class facility. Rose Hill is very good. Um, so therefore, you, you know, why have Group One race at Warwick Farm when you can move it to you know yeah. a track which has all the infrastructure? But I understand what Crossy's saying is fair enough as well. You've got you know Southwestern Sydney, yeah, the population yeah. there, etc. You're it, only wanting one. You've got to have one facility there, to hold those carnival. big events, yeah. don't you? You you've got to make sure that the facility when people go. Their experience is a good one. Yeah. You know, no. so it probably needs money spent on it. Yeah. Tough for people who love Warwick Farm to lose that group one. That was their yeah. 
their little moment to have that Chippy Norton and like um, like you said, you know, the Chipping Norton Lake is right there. But uh, yeah, I guess the theory, the other, the other aspect in that is turnover, and uh, there's probably you know a feeling as well that Rarewick just naturally attracts more turnover than more a Warwick Farm. Yeah, right. So that comes into it as well. But yeah. no, take your point for sure. Thanks for the call, uh, James. Morning. Yeah, g'day. Uh, I'm uh, going to the uh, stadium opening this Friday. Um, with my daughter and uh, one of her mates. Were you a bunny or a rooster, James? Um, I'm, a, I'm a rooster. I've been a rooster since I was uh, knee-high to a grasshopper. Yep. And, um, yeah, looking forward to We actually attended the last game, East versus South, the semi-final at the old SFS. And um, that had a record crowd of 44,300 in, in its last ever sporting event, which is quite a you know, a, a cliched way to finish. And now we're going to the uh, to the new opening. So very excited. I just hope the um, the trains are reliable as far as I'm going to drive down, but um, I will be uh, hopefully catching a train from Hornsby into um, Central and we're staying overnight in, in Sydney. But, um, yeah, looking very much forward to it. Oh, you'll love the stadium, James. You'll, you'll love the new stadium, the brand, brand new facilities. There's not a bad seat in the joint. Um, okay. And I, I read somewhere too, in the paper this morning, I'm just going to find this article. If you're heading out to the football this weekend, I think food prices and the beverage prices are going to be half price from what they normally five are. Five to seven. Is it five to yeah, seven? Yeah, I'm Is pretty it? sure I'm, for two I, I read hours. somewhere this morning. Yeah. In the paper, uh, where is it? I'm just trying. Sorry, James, this is not great radio. So a schooner that would normally cost. Jesus, how much it usually costs at a game of footy? Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man who hasn't paid for a drink at the footy for 78 years. 11 bucks. Mate, it is. A, it's been, this is one of the great bugbears of everyone going to live sport. Jeez, it I... costs, well, by the time you take kids, your tickets, and you buy food and drink, it is expensive. Well, so it's going down from eleven dollars to five dollars sixty, say. Yeah, five to seven. I'll be buying food for for my daughter and soft drinks, so I'll be uh, probably stayed away from the grogs. So <laughs> well, if you if you like the Moe Shandon, <laughs> it's usually one hundred and ninety five. They're going to sell it for a hundred. Uh, nice. <laughs> the battlers win again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's right. They're slashing the price of drinks two hours from five to seven p.m. Friday night. They're in Alliance. 6.30, I reckon, and watch a bit of the... Um, well, get in early. Run around. Get in early before 7. Yeah, well, I've, I'm a teacher, so I might be teaching that afternoon. I've got to race down. Well, pack your, pack something to eat on the way down there, James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Oh, thanks. Brad Davidson coming up shortly. Uh, just in Formula 1, Daniel Ricciardo. Started seventh on the grid there in the Belgian Grand Prix and yesterday finished 15th and his predicament hasn't been lost on Sky Sports over in the UK. Martin Brundle, of course, former F1 driver who said, uh, well, after the Aussie was dumped by McLaren, uh, Brundle noted that he looks like he's just not enjoying, well, he's, he's not enjoying watching Ricardo. that it looks painful. And he says that Ricardo looks like a broken man. Uh, his former boss at Red Bull, Christian Horner, says he doesn't even recognise him as the same driver. So uh, it seems the consensus is that it looks like he's falling off a cliff. And the hard part now for Ricardo, imagine being in his position. Okay, it's all gone sour with McLaren. You're not there next year, yet you still want to continue in the sport. 
to try and pull it all together. And naturally, the team, he'd be sceptical of the team now probably putting all their energy into Lando Norris, who will be there next year. Mm. And here he is trying to fight for a spot on another team. But the problem is, if he goes to another team, they're going to be a lowly ranked team. So the car won't be great. So, But now the fight is to even get a spot somewhere. Well, well, that's exactly right. Does he sit out a year or is that too long? He'd be all over. He'd be all over. He sits Mm. out a year. Yeah. But you're going to have 12 months extension because if he drives for another team, unless he has a miracle, they're not going to be signing him a long-term deal, would they? It'd be a one-year extension. One year contract. One year contract. Well, that's why right now he he needs to almost be showing people yeah, what he's got left in him. What he's got left in him, but he's not going to get any favours there at McLaren mm. at the end of the season. I think this might be. Well, I hate to be defeatist. Throat. I think this could be it for well, him are. in Formula One. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, it sounds like it will be mm. because if you're not driving well enough now, and there's young guys that are coming through, and you're going to a team that. The expectations aren't that high next season. And even if he does drive for another year, he's going to get sick of running towards the back, you know, know, running up the bum of people all the time because they're not going to be winning races or close to winning races. So he might just call quits if he can't get a a good team. Mm. Well, that'd be pretty hard to still walk away, wouldn't it? Oh, sure. He won't walk away. If a team offers him an opportunity, Mm. he'll take it. I don't. I don't reckon it matters what. I think he still wants to be in Formula One. Yeah, I wonder if. Yeah, is is he highly regarded? Oh, the, as from a, other drivers, he is. Yeah, he is. He's, he, he's classed ooh. as a, a uh, well underperformed for how right. good a driver he is. Well, Christian Horner yeah. says it all. I mean, yeah, Red but, Bull. But, yeah, exactly but could he right. stay out a year and, and come back in a as a reserve driver for know, a big I, team? No, not, not at his age. Not at thirty. Not at thirty-three. No, not in that sport. No way. Even even now, that, I think that's going to be. I, I think Daniel's made it clear that he still thinks he's got it in him, but I think that's going to be the significant factor for him at thirty three. Mm. Does even a team that doesn't believe they're going to be on the make the grid, um, or make the podium? Sorry, do they then go with a twenty two year old, or do they sign Ricardo for a, a two year deal? Yeah. You know, thirty three in that sport is. Well, it's getting younger and younger. Yeah, definitely. Like, like all sports, it definitely. feels like. Uh, we've got Brad Davidson on the line. G'day, Brad. Morning, fellas. How are we? Yeah, really well. Thanks, mate. What'd you make of the three-year-olds in the San Domenico, which uh, was won by Sweet Ride at a decent price? Yeah, I said after the uh, the race on Sky One, guys, it's got to be a little bit of a jury out to some degree there because Sweet Ride, with with all respect to the horse, had just been battling, I think it's fair to say, beaten a, a few lengths in, in you know most of its last few runs, really, and to come out and win the San Domenico that impressively. We've seen a few races like that kick off the season. We saw, um, obviously, the Toby Edmonds trained eight-year-old Heart Empire win the one of the features a few weeks ago. And it's just been a case of a, a few strange races where there's been a few disappointing horses. But um, jury's got to be out on the three-year-olds. We said it after their two-year-old season that they needed to lift a fair bit to be up to crops in past years. And, look, the time was okay. But, um, yeah, there were a few disappointing runs, no doubt, in that. So... A little bit of a query on the three-year-olds, but look, Nacino ran well, Swiss Exile was solid, best of Bordeaux, of course, got back and probably a bit foreign to him being back in the field and, and running on, but still would be a little bit disappointing, I think it's fair to say. So, yeah, jury's out on the, the three-year-olds, but we'll, we'll get a bit more of a guide to them, of course, uh, heading towards the Golden Rose in a, in a few weeks' time. Kabu looks strong on Saturday, Dover. 
He did, Loz, yeah. He was really good, wasn't he? Just uh, Regan Bayless just took the race by the scruff of the neck out in front and, and got a little breather there mid-race, and he was very strong late in the piece. So it's interesting to see what distance he will get to um, this the spring, but look, he looks a, a force to be reckoned with. He's got that likeable racing style, and he was a very impressive winner and well back there on the weekend as well, so punter's got that 100% spot on. Uh, now, what do you make of the Concord coming up this weekend? Yeah, it's looking a uh, looking a cracking race, isn't it? Um, looking a great race day there at, at Randwick uh, this weekend. Of course, the Chelmsford, the Tramway, the Furious Stakes, and the Concord is is what I'm looking forward to. Eduardo's there, of course. We know how good he is. Fresh, uh, the other nominations: Espiona, Master Crusader, the Shelby 66. There, It'll be interesting to see how he goes this preparation. And a Matt, a very uh, good fresh sprinter, particularly on wet ground. If we get a bit more rain, so shaping up to be a pretty good race and um, look all eyes on Eduardo the, the nine year old now to see how he returns but I'm sure Joe Pride will have him humming and we know how good he is first up so look after him this weekend What horses are we following? I think there's a few to follow out of the weekend and you could probably add a few more to these lists as well but I thought Juas was, was outstanding um, looks on track for races over 2,000 metres and, and beyond this uh, preparation Elias was, was great in Sydney, mm-hmm. really close to race off strongly for further. Gentleman Roy, I thought, was great in Melbourne. Just got a tap for the lead the entire way. And even though uh, the winner of that race, I, I wish I win, was, was simply outstanding and probably the, the win of the day, um, I thought Gentleman Roy was, was very, very good as well. And you could throw I wish I win in the, in the horse to follow list. And this is a bit of a roughy one out the back. Groovy kind of loves. Didn't have the blinkers on, but finished the race off the last little bit. I think the blinkers will go on second up, up in trip, and I think it'll be a horse to follow as well. So there's a few to the list, but like I said, it was one of those weekends where you could each have a list of 10 or 12 there. What are we putting in the bin? Well, I think we've got to put Fire and Frumos in the bin, guys. Fire's uh, found a way to get beaten the past couple now. He's a little bit slow out there on the weekend, and, and then Frumos, well, oh. had his chance, didn't it? And, and hoping your heart just a bit too good. So it might have found its level to some degree there, and um, I don't think it'll be going around that short for a while yeah, again. That horse has been very costly, hasn't it, the last couple of starts. Now, uh, tomorrow, Davo, we need you to do the form big time on Sandown Runner Race 2, number 5, Foxy Cleopatra, because Loz has let the cat out of the bag this morning that he has an interest in this horse tomorrow. On debut for the Busted and Young Stable, soft draw, Daniel Moore to ride, 5.50 into 3.70. What, how many jump outs has it had? Did Peng Only Billy a tell couple. Us? we got bigger fish to fry. Four. Four we're, jump We're going big. And you've heard it here on the program first. He declared winning, it for the Oaks. We're winning group ones. There you go. A bit, there you different, go. To, a bit different to Clarky when. Uh, very different attitude to me, Davo. Yep. I've been very reserved. Got to be confident, Davo. <laughs> Loz is being extremely arrogant. <laughs> I love it. I need a detailed report because I'm telling you, Davo, little Foxy is going to be <laughs> Not the so new little, superstar Foxy. on the rise. Well. We're about to find out tomorrow, Davo, that's for sure. <laughs> Looking forward to it, Davo. Look forward to it, guys. I'll uh, have a look at that horse uh, in the, uh, I'm doing the form today. Thanks so much. Now, this Father's Day, yes, Father's Day is on Sunday. We're building up to Don't it all week. Don't you worry about that. Mm. Yeah. I expect presents. We've got a school fate on Thursday. Can't wait. <laughs> Get myself a treat. We'll Father's all... Day fate. Father's Day fate at my daughter's school Thursday. Thursday oh, morning. You'll be Straight sports. after radio. Don't you love kids when they're that age because they spoil you? Oh, yeah. You know. What are your kids giving now? <laughs> they won't even be home. <laughs> <laughs> a, te- a text message. You get a text. <laughs> yeah.